Um, Hulk can get it. Ew. Yes. Hulk was so fucking hot in this movie. That's who you wanted me to say? That's what I wanted you to say. You didn't find him attractive? I don't even like Mark Ruffalo. Oh my god, no. First of all, the glasses. You were like, oh, that's it. The glasses, (laughs) the gray streaks in his hair, like his attitude. I loved his look in that one. When he's like. Yeah, when he's hooked out. Okay. Yeah, not Mark yeah. Ruffalo. Just I'm no, when, no, yeah. no. When he's hooked, I just, I just thought he was so hot in this movie. <laughs> You're like, what the hell? That's who you wanted me to mention. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, he. Lo- I thought he looked great. I'm gonna stick with Rocket. <laughs> <laughs> All the stones of power. Hi, this is Movie Geek and Proud. <laughs> <You're so laughs> what an intro. I love it. I love You're it. You're welcome. How's it going, Sean? Good, Rob. How about you? I am doing great. We get to talk about Endgame today. I'm so excited. I'm this. very excited. We've been waiting how long? I haven't even met you yet, and I was waiting for this moment. That is so poetic. Yeah, right? <laughs> I mean, this is like meant to be 11 years, 22 movies. Right? Uh, Not 22 years, like I said on our other recording. I know, right? No, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's funny. Um, we have uh, Nick back with us. Hey, Nick. Hello. <laughs> he, you know, usually always comes on when we do our comic book superhero Marvel is the movies. Because that's all he watches. That's all he watches. I, that's not true at all. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> but um, no, glad to have him back. So when you guys hear this episode, I believe it's on the 1st. May 2nd of last year is when we did Infinity Wars. So it's almost to the day that we just reviewed an Avengers movie. It was our second episode. This is our second episode of year two. So it's like kismic. Mm -hmm. It's meant to be. Welcome back, everyone. So you guys all heard our uh, spoiler-free review earlier um, a couple days ago. So Nick still has to give his opinion on the movie and his own rating. Nick, what did you think of Endgame real quick? Well, I'm just going to take a half hour of your time, okay? (laughs) No, no, I'll I'll keep it under three minutes. Um, I don't know what else to say that hasn't already been said by fans, critics, box office, all that stuff. So I'll just say this is a film that couldn't have happened without the 21 films before it. And it couldn't have happened without the stewardship of the great Kevin Feige. And what he's done is just unprecedented. And he really is a storyteller that just kind of recruits these other great storytellers to help him execute his vision. And <laughs> Execute vision. I see what you did. <laughs> Not even doing that on purpose. But <laughs> See, that's how well planned out Kevin Feige has his things. He knew I was going to say that. He's controlling all of our lives. <laughs> yes. This is phase four right now. This podcast. <laughs> um, no, everything about it just... It, it was one of those things where I just couldn't believe what I was seeing written large on the big screen, you know? And uh, I guess as far as my rating, I'm going to go with six Infinity Stones. Six Infinity Stones. Very good. <laughs> Out of... Or you're just like full yeah, on six. six. Yeah, Bam. Yeah. <laughs> done. Okay. So, and and that's the whole thing with our episode today. I mean, it's clear we were going to love this movie. I, I didn't really see anybody coming here and being like, I hate it. 
It was an atrocity and, you know, they didn't do what I wanted them to do, whatever the case. So this episode is less of a review and just more of a celebration. We are just going to talk about everything that we loved about this movie and have a little fun along the way. Talk about whatever it is that comes up and things that we found out since seeing the movie. So before we do that, we have our question of the week, of course, that we do every single week. So, Sean, what's our question today? Question. Which actor or actress would you like to see a part of in the MCU Phase 4? All right, what are some of the answers that we got? We have Nicolas Cage playing the greatest of all Marvel heroes. Nicolas Nicolas Cage. Cage, Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) From the IMDb journey. Nicolas Cage, I'm sure, would be amazing. I see him as a villain. That's just me. But Mm -hmm. he could just be somebody who gets saved. I don't know. He could be anything. I think he'd be fun. Just as long as he's not Ghost Rider, Rob. Oh, man. (laughs) That's right. I completely forgot he was Ghost Rider. (laughs) (laughs) There's a reason for that. We don't want him to come back as Ghost Rider? (laughs) But isn't that due to writing? In directing mean, of the movie and not him. He didn't make a good ghostwriter. Yeah, writer. it wasn't his fault. I mean, technically, the MCU, if you're counting the television shows, has a ghostwriter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did not watch it. Was it any good? Was was? Uh, I mean, it's it's not the Johnny Blaze version. It's uh, mm-hmm. Robbie Reyes. Robbie Reyes, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, there's more than one of them, too? Yep. Oh, God. Okay. Um, and he has a car instead of a motorcycle. It's actually pretty cool. He's like currently in the current Avengers run by Jason Aaron, so he's Pretty boss, I think. All right, all right, cool. It's a good okay. Story so far. <laughs> Who else do we get? We've got Ryan L. Terry said Helen Mirren. I can totally see that. Yes, Helen Mirren's already in Fast and Furious, so this is next in line. Okay, yeah. we know she's not stuck up about these things. <laughs> yeah. <so. laughs> um, one movie punch once more. Deadpool. Okay. Oh, so yeah, bring him into MCU. Yeah. I see. Yeah. Which I heard they're going to do that, so I think he's going to get his wish. Uh, actually. Well, a couple of weeks ago when they had that Disney Plus uh, shareholders meeting, they had uh, Bob Iger talk about how they weren't going to disassemble Fox the way we thought. And so they said that Deadpool 3 would remain as is, and so they're going to still use it under the Fox banner, which means oh. I think that just means he's going to be his own thing. Okay. At least that's the news as of like three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. He kind of already is. He doesn't really tie in with the X-Men movies that much. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, okay. So on Instagram, uh, Nile360 said Keanu Reeves and Lauren Cohan. I would love Lauren Cohan to be a part of this. She's already done DC. DC to Marvel. That is my thing. I love it when DC people jump to Marvel. So yes, I love her. But that's not the only Keanu Reeves. We had some more Twitter people say the same thing, and they want him playing a specific person. Who is it? Let's see. So please give us your handle. 2020 said Keanu Reeves and Ryan Reynolds. Uh, Behemoth underscore uh, gaming zero one also said Keanu Reeves. Is he rumored to play ah. somebody or? Oh, the nerd Cantina said Keanu as Namir. Na- okay, so who's Namir? He's basically a much cooler, sexier Aquaman. Oh, oh, they kind of oh. mentioned drop a hint of it in Endgame. Mm-hmm. Did, uh, uh, Okay. Well, we'll, oh, sorry. Well, we'll we'll talk okay. about. Oh, the underwater. Oh, earthquake. that's right. I okay. have a section for us, Nick, where we're going to talk about all the comic tie-ins oh, in the movie. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's right. Everything matters. Ain't that a bitch? I ain't even. Okay. Okay. Let's get through question because I want to talk about this movie now. 
Um, Nate, his fate, Nathaniel, said Nathaniel Nunez. He wants to be in phase four. <laughs> Good luck, Nick. Nathaniel is J. Jonah Jameson. <laughs> Good luck, Nate. Hopefully he makes it into phase four. I don't know what he has to do. Oh, my God. Noah. Uh-oh. Noah Barnes on Instagram. Dr. Silky Nutmeg Ganache. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> this is a drag queen on the current season of RuPaul's Drag Race. Well, the uh, X-Men need the blob. <laughs> so horrible. No, we no, we are not doing that on this show. So horrible. <laughs> um, a podcast about something said an actress that I like. I don't remember her name. Who? <laughs> oh. Um, what's her name? Oh my God! It's this AK. It's Anna Kendrick. Anna Kendrick, you suck. Go ahead, read it again. A podcast about something said Anna Kendrick, and there's even a rumor with that one that she may be Squirrel, Squirrel Girl. Girl. Yeah, yeah. Too old. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was her rumor, right? She's the one that wanted to do it. She was like, "I would love to come in and do that." Yeah. Do we see her, Squirrel Girl? Isn't she like a like a thicker broad? Like she. Yeah, that's offensive, Rob. Yeah, we I'm don't do that on this show. <laughs> no, no, no. I just, I mean, this After a movie with Fat Thor and your body shaming. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just thought, you know, she has more of a, you know. Yeah, I mean, she, she's like a high school, college age. You know, she just looks normal. She's drawn typically with like a rounder face and things yeah. like that. Okay, and kind of a, a thighs and ass. Exactly. That's what I remember. <laughs> yeah. So you know, I don't want to take that and just have her be all you know thin just because. They they should get a, you know... They can pad her like a drag queen. Okay, yeah, see, I'm not for that. They need to get actual people that look the part, so... I mean, other people that were, like, suggested by fans were, like, the girl that plays Barb from... Uh, oh, that would be stuff. really cute. I would give you, like, that. an idea of... I would love that. Yeah, but that... No, that's a great example. I would love that. Armetkovic on Instagram. I believe this is a friend of yours. My sister's friend. Ryan. Yes. Ryan, 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 exactly. Armet. Okay. So he says, now that GOT is coming to an end, I would love to see Nikolaj Kosterwaldo, who is Jamie, uh, make his way into the MCU. I could see him as Gambit or maybe even Cyclops. Uh, he also then just kept going and was like, speaking of G- um, GOT, Pedro Pascual, for sure. I don't see that dude in enough stuff, and he is the shit. I think that's a real possibility. Because Disney likes to use a lot of their in-house people for mm-hmm. these things, and now he's the Mandalorian. Yeah, I was going to say, he's already got a gig right now, so I, depending on how successful that is, hopefully he'll have time to do a little bit of Marvel stuff. So, yeah. All right, let's do a few more. All right, so this one just won an Oscar, so hopefully we see him come over to Marvel. Okay. He's not too good for it. But Chris737 said Rami Malek as Doctor Doom. Oh, Okay. I, I still like him. I mean, they just announced him as a Bond villain, so... Ooh. Oh, he's the villain! Well, I think so. He okay. was rumored to be a villain, and then they officially announced him, like, two days ago as in the movie, but they didn't say who he's playing. Oh, okay. But the rumor, like, months ago was that he was being courted to play the villain. Okay. Very good. I, I didn't see that coming. I just saw that he was in it, so that's awesome. Well, thank you, everyone, for your answers to Question of the Week. Now it's time to hear our panel's answers... Nick, we'll start with you. All right. Mine, I picked a actor and a character that he could play. Now, this one is probably cheating because he already kind of plays a character that reminds me of this on a television show. So that inspired my choice, but I still think this is pretty good. Uh, have you guys ever watched Legion? 
Yes. You must have. Oh, yeah. All the tattoos on your arm. <laughs> I tried it. Right. I couldn't. I tried it. I, I, love, I love the first season. I really like the I second tried season. It. I love the first season. Mm-hmm. Um, Dan Stevens, Dan who's Stevens. the lead role. I would love to see him as Moon Knight. I've been mm. craving a Moon Knight. Well, I was really craving a Moon Knight, Moon Knight Netflix show, but I mean, that's not going to happen now. Yeah. So who's Moon Knight? Um, when he started, he was basically just kind of a Batman knockoff. <laughs> but then okay. different writers and artists sort of added the things to him. And he's basically got like multiple personalities and it's a lot of issues about mental health and things like that and mix some ancient Egypt stuff into there. It's, it's very hard to explain. Oh, no, that's fine. So, but he's human, like he doesn't have powers or whatnot. I mean, he's human. Okay. But yeah, it depends who's writing it, what area you're talking about. <laughs> okay. okay. Like I said, it's very convoluted and I have no easy way to make a show about or movie about this. Gotcha. I just think it would fit better with a show than a movie, but you know, whatever <laughs> yeah yeah all right no cool so mine is an actress i also have a character we need to bring charlisi theron into marvel <laughs> charlisi and i want her to play emma frost i would get hard all over my body nipples <laughs> and all <laughs> very good very good um i don't know kind of a character so i don't have a character for this one but we've already got my first two husbands in Marvel MCU right now. So I'm just going to go with number three. Wait, who are your first two husbands? Jake Gyllenhaal and Chris okay. Evans. Okay. They are both in MCU now. So let's just go down the line. Number three, I want Jared Padalecki in MCU. He can be North Star or something. <laughs> so you want him to be gay? Yes. Okay. Yes. I want him to I be, support this. Yeah. How tall is North Star? Isn't he like tall and shite? I think he's. Just like average, average height? just average height. I mean, I don't think height's a requirement. Well, yeah. well this <laughs> man is like six three, six four. So if that makes a huge difference, then maybe somebody else. But I want to see that man in MCU. He's been doing Supernatural. They're going to end it. It's time. Give him something to do. All right. That's what I want to see. Then we'll eventually get all five. <laughs> Can't wait. Um, all right. Okay. So now that we've done question of the week, let's just jump right into it so let's start with this though real quick in case anybody hasn't done this yet i'm sure you have nick i know rob has go to google and type in thanos or infinity gauntlet and then tap on the gauntlet the actual animated gauntlet yes. you'll see not the word you'll see an actual gauntlet the the glove yeah, or whatever like you want to call right it corner or something yeah the screen. i've done it like four times and i giggle every time so you click on it and then something happens. Yes. Okay. So yes, definitely do it. It's still happening. You can it's still do still, it. I just did it right before the recording. Oh, okay. See, I thought it was just for the day. Mm. I didn't know. But yeah, I thought that was super cool. See, so everybody uses Google and not Yahoo. <laughs> <laughs> right? When did Yahoo ever do anything like that for us? <laughs> okay. So here's what we're going to do. Um, instead of just dissecting it and reviewing it like we would normally do, we decided to do a joint rank of top three of certain categories. For instance, we are going to start with um, surprising cameos. Basically, we will start from number three, work our way to number one, but we're not going to each give our uh, top threes. We're just going to give one spot of the top three. That probably made no sense, but this will be an interesting way for us to talk about the movie, but not therapeutically talk about everything. 
we'll just talk about certain things that we absolutely love and just move on to each category. So I think this will just be a fun way to just talk about it without going overboard. So having said that, we'll start with surprising cameos. I guess I'm going first with this one. So I'm picking for the number three spot of surprising cameos. And I would like to acknowledge or talk about, um, I don't know if this is actually true, so maybe you guys can help me, but what surprised me the most was seeing Natalie Portman. And the, you know, in, you know, in the past when they were on, you know, Asgard. But then I thought about it because I saw it twice. And to me, I wonder if it was footage from Dark World. And then they just used a body double of her walking away as Rocket was approaching her. So correct me if I'm wrong. Was that actually her who came back or was that footage? Because I don't remember Dark World actually, that often. I didn't read the article, but now that you say that, it, it sinks in. They mm-hmm. said they used some unused footage from Dark World for something. Gotcha. So I'll try as we're recording to see if I can find that article because it probably is Natalie Portman. Okay. So I don't know if that should count. Uh, well, I read like Entertainment Weekly was kind of doing these updated things on their website over the course of the weekend to sort of dissect the film. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if it's been updated since or this has been proven to not true, but I heard that she recorded new dialogue for the movie. That like you just kind of hear as she's like walking down the hall. I'm not sure about the physical uh, depiction of her. Yeah. Now, as they were walking down the hall and they first noticed her, we didn't see her mumbling. Yeah, we didn't see her face or anything. So, but I heard she was done with this series. She didn't want to be a part of it anymore. And so the fact that she was in, like, I it blew my mind when I saw her. So, but then I watched it a second time and I was like, oh, was that actually her? So I don't know. I'm not positive. Yeah. Okay, so it says here it is footage that was previously filmed for Thor and Thor Dark World. So she actually did not come back to to film anymore. Boo! I'm not seeing anything on the lines yet, so that Boo. may still be true. I'm sure she still got paid. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. Well, for the sake of our... I mean, I again, I was still... I thought it was kind of cool so if that was her that would have been my number three so i'll just keep that answer so but while portman was not needed on set the directors did need her voice oh okay they recorded a little bit of voiceover when she's talking in the distance that's it okay fair enough fair enough well that's number three so nick is going to give us our number two okay so mine falls in the same category as returning character but this is probably the most surprising of the actors who returned to it for me uh, was Robert Redford as Alexander Pierce. <laughs> I was not expecting that because I mean, he's one of the most legendary actors and movie stars ever. And uh, last year's The Old Man and the Gun with him and Sissy Spacek was supposed to be his last movie. Oh. Obviously, he filmed this before that because yeah. that's a much smaller film. Yeah. But technically, Avengers Endgame is Robert Redford's last film before his retirement. <laughs> wow. What so, a last film to go out on. I know, right? I mean, I guess... You know, he must have loved working with the Russo brothers because it's hard to imagine that they were like, all right, we're going to nail Robert Redford in yeah. for like a 10-picture deal. <laughs> like, F you guys. <laughs> but no, I mean, I thought it was great how they snuck him in. I mean, I felt like I was the only one in the theater. I was like, ah, you kids don't know Robert Redford. <laughs> you don't know what a big deal when this I is. I was young. <laughs> <laughs> very good, very good. 
All right, Sean, what's what's our number one surprising cameo of, of in-game? So I was going to go with a returning character. Like, for example, I found Howard the Duck was randomly in the movie in okay. the background. Did not see him, but, but I didn't even know that. Yeah. yeah. That where? Um, apparently, when they're all gathering for the battle, he's seen holding a oh. gun just behind Wasp. <laughs> okay. But I came across a cameo that is not a returning character, but I thought it was worth bringing up and calling it out. Okay. So when Cap is with the grief group counseling everybody, we see the character who's talking about how he lost his boyfriend in the snap and how he tried dating another man. That was actually Joe Russo. Okay. One of the directors. One of the directors. That's and awesome. The reason why they wrote in that part is they said they wanted to make sure everybody was represented in their run on the Marvel films. So they purposely wrote it to be a gay character. But the reason it really kind of hit home with me is they said it was important that one of them played the character so that they could show that this was them and that they wanted this to happen. I find that to be so beautiful. And here's the thing, like I was going to bring this up and hopefully you guys remember all that what we've seen so far. Is he the first recorded gay character in he MCU? Is. Thank you. Yes, we finally got one. to make sure they were the first gay character. I fucking love that. Now, I didn't really think about it and let it sink in when I first saw it. But the second time I watched this, I was like, this is our first gay character. I, I, I was just blown away. And it just made me love this movie so much more. Mm -hmm. So that is awesome. Cause I, I know that there was rumors about, um, the Eternals with, um, well, not really Eternals, but no, but what we've had, so far, like with Valkyrie and um, from Black Panther. Oh, yeah. Um, what's her What's her name? Why am I spacing on her name? Denise character. Okoye. Okoye. Those were rumored for them to be bisexual or gay, and we didn't really get a confirmation. This is a literal gay character, yeah. and I fucking love it. And I, I love the fact Joe and Anthony Russo are both straight men married to beautiful women. And they were like, no, we need to play this character. So I That's just awesome. I find that pretty And great. look at Cap just being the ally that he yep. is. I love him. <laughs> it's Chris <laughs> Evans, baby. <laughs> okay, Rob. So next, let's go to saddest moments. Saddest moments. Okay. So Nick is going to go first this time. Sure. Nick, number three. What is this number three moment, saddest moment? I'll, I'll start off with the opening scene with Hawkeye and his family having a lovely day at the picnic where, you know, when you just saw that scene in the trailer of him with his daughter, oh, now you're like, she's dead. Yeah, she's gone. of course. Yeah, no, I already knew it. And it was nice to have it start out with him because we missed him throughout the whole Infinity War. Yeah. So it was great to kind of close up everybody and what they were doing during the snap. And Jeremy Renner is like a stellar actor. And, you know, in these movies, he does a lot of great action stuff. But if you've only ever seen him in these movies, you don't know Hurt Locker, you don't know Wind River, and so I think a scene like this, especially the opening of the film, he was awesome in the town yeah, with yeah, Ben yeah. Affleck. I think he got a supporting actor nomination yeah, for that. Yeah, no, j- j- he's no joke, and yeah. a lot of people still underestimate him, and it's sad. I think he's awesome. Yeah, so I, I thought that whole scene was was heartbreaking. And yeah, a real good showcase for him. I mean, all of the members, all of them. Like, damn. <laughs> all right, Sean. You know what? I'm going to trust that you have my number one. So I'm gonna probably go with my number don't. Two. Probably no? don't, but go ahead. All right. I'm going to go with my number two. Okay. So I was kind of a, a Becky. Is that her name? <laughs> I was kind of a Becky during the movie. <laughs> Becky. Because <laughs> the minute Natasha and Clint showed up on the Soulstone planet, I turned to Chris. I was like, 
best friends. <laughs> <laughs> I knew one of them was going to die. So watching that whole scene was just heartbreaking and watching Natasha. I should have known better when they assigned teams and they showed who was going. I didn't even think once that one of them had to go. Right. It, uh, it didn't it hit me until they popped up on the planet. What if they sent the different team? What if like War Machine and Nebula went? Well, I expected... (laughs) Nobody would have gotten anything. I expected Captain America to get a reunion with Red Skull, but... And but you know that didn't happen, so I expected that team well, to go. Well, you remember there. that's what I called out in our show. I thought Cap was going to sacrifice himself. Yes, I knew one of us said something yeah. like that. That's what I thought too. But yeah, I mean, I I thought that was a definite sad moment for sure. Um, I I have no idea what your number one is, but you did pick my number two. So I guess I will. Yeah, I guess this one's sadder than the other. But I wanted to talk about. It. Okay, anyways, um, Tony's funeral. Oh. Yeah, that was close to my number one. Yeah, no, Tony's funeral I thought was very heartbreaking, and just having all of those people there support him, I thought the music was really, really good uh, during that scene, and just I guess him sort of slowly dying mm-hmm. as well, just kind of you know watching you know everybody just say their goodbyes, especially with Peter and Pepper, and see that was my moment when Pepper looked him in the face and said. We'll be okay. Yeah, we'll be rest okay. Now. You can rest. That was yeah. my number Shit. one too. That was that's his, his full arc from where yeah. he was. You know, he's finally made amends for all his sins, and now they're like, "You're, we're safe." You yeah, know, you can mm-hmm. go. Yeah, I thought. Well, I mean, the reason why I just chose a funeral because I just, I just thought it was very nice that everybody showed up for him, and it just, it just made. Well, I mean, I didn't get emotional in the movie, but again, I could see some people around me were, and it was just nice to just have them all there. Yeah. So I know we have the three categories to keep it short, but you probably noticed that. I was wondering, did you notice the kid at the funeral? Okay. So yeah, that was one of the things I was going to bring up. So show of hands, did we know who he was or did we have to look him up? Did you know who he was up front? I heard like a year ago that he was cast in the movie. I had and no I was like, idea. Oh, that's him. I had no idea he was cast. I was confused. Uh, the guy next to me told me who he was and I was floored. I was like, this movie yeah. is so good. It ties up everything. No, it's, little, it's care like that. That is what makes all of these movies what they are. Yeah. No. I had to look it up because I didn't really like the Iron Man movies that much. So I didn't remember him. <laughs> All right, so Nick, tell everyone who that was, because I'm sure there's many others uh, who didn't know at first. I, I forget the actor's name. It's Ty, Ty Simpkins. Simpkins. Simpkins, yes. He plays uh, Harley, the the kid yeah. from Iron Man three that when he arrives helps in Tennessee him helps him out. And uh, if you've seen Jurassic World, he's also one of the main kids in that. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. You wonder if he was just like son of a bitch. Peter Parker took my goddamn spot ah. as mentor. I could have been the one in that damn suit but no we gotta get to peter you know it's funny he was number two on my surprising cameos <laughs> yeah no well i was gonna bring him up anyway that's why i didn't put it but um i didn't know but i think that was brilliant to have yeah. him in there but man was i confused <laughs> when i saw him i was like did he have a love child i don't know about <laughs> all right so funniest moment sure all right go ahead sean what is the number three funniest moment it's so hard being the number three not knowing what you guys are gonna pick <laughs> um I'm going to say, I'm going to trust you guys. I'm going to go with my actual number three. I'm going to say it was so funny seeing Hulk, like the Bruce Banner Hulk, seeing his past self and trying to like fit in to be his past <laughs> self. <laughs> oh, but he was beating just on the gingerly car. Gingerly beating on the car, uh, knocking things he over. He just threw the bike. <laughs> <laughs> oh, love that. What Did you like that scene? Yeah. Yeah. 
It's so just, funny. So what does he say when he's like, you take off your shirt? He's like, I find it demeaning. Or what does he say? Oh, I can't remember what yeah. he said. He was like typical like, or something. It's a little gratuitous or something. Yeah, yeah I think gratuitous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just threw the bike. <laughs> 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 so funny. Okay. Funniest most. So number two, the number two funniest. I think it was when... They were like debunking all the time travel rules by listing like every single time travel movie. And <laughs> and then I think it was Scott that said Die Hard. And he was like, no, that's not one of them. But I just liked that they named them all. And I just hot tub time machine. I mean, they just named it all. I just thought that was a really funny moment. Uh, so, yeah, that's my number two. So for number one, I have uh, that is America's ass. <laughs> <laughs> comedy comes in threes and they did that joke three times in a very short amount of time with Tony Ant-Man then Cap commenting on his own I love body, I guess. that Tony acknowledged how beautiful that man's yes. ass is in that suit he was like get it <laughs> when he was like behind the thing and just spying I mean like the Russos knew what they were doing when they put him in that suit and the fact that the camera focused so much on Cap laying down and his ass is pointing yeah. out, and he had to acknowledge. He was like, damn, that is America's <laughs> So good. I'm just glad they acknowledged it. It took them forever to bring that up. My coworker sent me 20 memes already about Cap's ass. <laughs> um, okay, uh, let's see. All right, so best quote. I will do the number three spot. Uh, I hope you guys say this quote because uh, it deserves to be number one. Uh, but I'll... I have the same quote for one, two, and three. Cause... Oh, you do? Okay. Well, uh, it's probably not going to be the one that I want. Okay. So the one that I liked as number three, I'm going to give it to War Machine when he was like, everyone here is about that superhero life. <laughs> when he was talking to Captain Marvel. I like that line for some reason because it, it just it's a little modern and kind of, you know, like slang or whatever. You don't really see it too much in Marvel movies. So I just like that he was just like, everybody's about that superhero life. <laughs> so, all right, Nick. I don't want to jump on yours because well, it's, it's got to be number one. Well, right? we'll see. Number we'll two. See number two. You wait four movies for it. They say it more times on episodes of Buffy the friggin' Vampire Slayer than they have in the entire MCU. <laughs> <laughs> Avengers Assemble. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Such. Oh, my God. That's, that. I mean, that's what it. They tease you in the second one. They cut it off. It's like the last line of the movie, but they cut off Assemble. Yes. I'm that, glad that he finally said it. Come on. Now, yeah, see. That's a big moment. I was going to put that in a different category, but it's said now, so it's all good. But I, yeah. I check my expectations. I try not to be like, I need them to hit this, this, and this for me to enjoy the movie. But I said, if they don't <laughs> do this, you're just going out of your way not to do it. You know? <laughs> so, all should right, we talk on. about the Avengers Assemble cartoon again, since we always seem to do that every week? <laughs> right. <laughs> but we can't talk about Avengers or its Mightiest Heroes. No, okay. No, we can't. <laughs> So, number one, I know I'm super not original since we just talked about it, but it comes from Ant-Man. As far as I'm concerned, that's America's <laughs> ass. <laughs> he is so obsessed. Right? With Captain America. Cap America. <laughs> Mr. America. <laughs> he's, so, he's just so obsessed with him. Oh, I love it. You got it, Cap. <laughs> uh, no, that was good. My number one wasn't said. I had a different one. We'll talk about it later. We got to move on. Um, all right, Sean, what are we going to do next? 
surprising moments. Sup- okay, Nick, what is your number three pick for surprising moments in in game? All right, this might be a little outside of the box, but honestly, one of the things that I think a lot of people speculated, but we're not really sure about. But mine was the five year time uh, jump. Oh, mm-hmm. oh my! You know, like the way they rebuild up, it. I was like, Ooh. Okay. I I love the way they revealed that you know just one at a time and you're like five months five weeks five days five minutes because all of these trailers were analyzed by beards and hair roots and things like that trying mm-hmm. to guess the time but you know I was like oh five years they're really doing this so I guess everything post this move like a Spider Man Far From Home take place in 2023 yeah you would think yeah. they would have come up with this solution right away and not just let things go and yeah I was pretty surprised by that too. You know what's funny is I'm so gay. I caught on by Natasha's hair. I was like, it starts short, and then it's long and red. There's a time <laughs> jump, Rob. <laughs> I, mean, I yeah. figured there would be, but I was thinking maybe closer to like a year, like for yeah, real yeah, time five years is a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, for me, I'm gonna say because there was such a buildup of Captain Marvel being kind of the big hero, I was shocked when she was flying towards the van to go back in time, and Thanos just like bitch slapped her out of the way. <laughs> Like, he just so casually just, like, slapped her. (laughs) (laughs) So you didn't think that he was powerful enough to do that to her, I guess? I guess, yeah, just so casually, you know what I mean? Like, I knew she wouldn't just come in and, like, pick him up with her pinky and throw him, but, Mm -hmm. like, just seeing that, it was surprising to me. Okay, all right. So my pick for the number one surprising moment in this movie, I think, for me... It was another Captain Marvel moment. And I think just her as a character. I loved her in this movie. She was barely in it, but I thought her appearances in this was a hundred times better than the entire movie of Captain Marvel. I just liked her character. She was more confident. She was funnier with her facial expressions, which I wanted from Captain Marvel movie. And I just feel like I got everything I wanted to see in that movie in these few minutes that she was in this movie. The haircut was on point. She looked great. Mm-hmm. And I I just loved her appearance, the way that Thanos like bopped her in the head, tried to headbutt her, and she didn't even budge. And that face she gave, like what? And, or just the way she came in to his cottage and fucked shit up right away. Like she just knew she was more powerful. And I just loved I was just surprised on how much I really liked her in this versus her first appearance. She filmed this before she even filmed Captain Marvel. Right. Really? Yeah. Wow. I don't, I don't know. There's something about the way she presented herself in the other one. I just was not latching onto it. But I really liked her in this one. So when I put Best Story Arc, basically a character who went from beginning to end or closure if you like their progression since the beginning of their first appearance, what do you think is the best story arc that we got from these first three phases? Uh, is it you, Sean, that goes first? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. What's the number three? Mm, number three, I'm going to say Hawkeye. Okay. And I chose him because I just love how... In earlier films, he was almost like a throwaway character, especially in the first Avengers. Mm-hmm. He just turns evil all the whole time. But in this one, he goes through losing his family, turning into almost like a villain. And then for me especially, I don't know if it hit you guys, but when he's fighting with Natasha 
and he says, I don't think we're thinking of the same person here. Mm -hmm. At first, it seems like he's talking about, like, you want to kill me, I want to kill you. But the fact that he was talking about himself and, you know, just coming up with the whole family man throughout the movie is really cool. Now, it's funny that, you know, he turns into this guy who obviously is very grieving of his family and, you know, he doesn't really have an idea of how he's going to bring them back, if that's even possible. But when there's a chance to bring them back, he doesn't want to be there for that final. Like, he's literally willing to sacrifice himself as long mm-hmm. as his family is living. And I find that very touching. I thought that was great. Mm-hmm. All right. No, yeah, no, that I thought that was a great story arc. And, I, and I, I'm glad that he was reunited with his family. Do you think he's retired or is he going to turn his daughter into something and... Have it be the family business. Because it seems he doesn't want to be about this life anymore. Do you want to talk about that now or later? We'll talk about it later. Okay. <laughs> we'll talk about it later. <laughs> All right. So um, as for number two, I guess, or yeah, number two, <clears throat> um, I'm going to say Natasha. I think that uh, her story coming from someone who has always worked on her own, she does her own thing. She wasn't necessarily part of the good guys. And just watching her progress almost into a leader. I mean, she was running shit when everything had gone down those five years and sort of was on point, you know, and and stayed, you know, at the station and just kind of run stuff. But her sacrifice and the fact that she was able to have a family, she went before the board and was like, yes, I'm an assassin, but now I'm out. Every everything about me is going to be known, you know, like she. I think progressed so well throughout these movies and she became one of my favorite characters. Hence, you know, the person didn't have powers, but she still is badass and just up there with the rest of them. I think she's dead now. I know, but she's gone. And I, I, you know, if, if she had to go out, it's great. She did it for her family is what she called it. So, and it was her choice too. Exactly. Um, So for number one, I was torn between, Cap or Iron Man. I'm going to go with Cap because, you know, Tony's been making amends for his past sins and things like that. And he's definitely comes full circle in this movie. But Cap was somebody who, in a way, maybe is a little harder to write because he already, you know, he, he didn't have past sins. You know, he did sacrifice himself and put himself in the ice for 70 years. He did give up on all these things. He did become a, an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. that was ended up ended up being a corrupt organization. You know, he did give up his life in order to do all of these good things. And it's nice to see that finally, finally, he takes the advice of people around him and is like, all right, I am going to have a life. I am going to be me. I am going to get the things that I want. And I thought it was a beautiful ending and a great last shot of the movie to finally see that paid off. Yeah, no, I, w- I would agree with that. It's funny that you bring that up, though, because I have um, commentary on Captain America's ending from a friend of mine. He actually disagrees with everything you just said. (laughs) And um, so this is what he wrote. He says that Captain America's ending was ridiculous and completely antithesis to what that entire character's entire life motivation is all about. To do the right thing, this is his motivation, to do the right thing, to stand up to bad guys, to always try and make the right choice for America, and him deciding at the very end of the movie that he wants to be married and be coupley with Peggy and go against everything that Captain America stands for. So he's willing to just sit back and stay married and quiet while 
the Avengers and Ultron and all that stuff is happening. At, yeah, exactly. I know. So I gave him this like, well, maybe you're reading what just happened to him. So you'll probably explain it better than I can, Nick. But I think we're on the same wavelength. What do you got as a rebuttal to that? Well, from my understanding and the way that I've been reading a lot of a uh, Scientific America website uh-huh. <laughs> explaining the time travel. Yes. It seems to be a general consensus that he lives out the, like Steve Rogers goes into the ice Steve Rogers goes back in time to like 1943 or whenever he disappears, lives out that life. And then in 2011, which is when Captain America first Avenger was released. And let's say the last scene takes place in 2011 when he's thought out, I guess, I mean, we're not privy to it. I guess time travels back to 2023 where the film is taking place. So that way Cap can be revived in 2011 and those events play out. Okay. Okay. I I do see what you're saying. Mine was a little bit different, but I, I don't know if it works because when they go back I to, mean, I'm not a time travel expert, so yeah. I can't confirm no, no, or deny no. that that's how it you, would work. No, what but. you said made sense. Uh, the way I saw it was that as we see an example of them going back in time to steal the stones, they don't become their past selves. They right. are duplicates of who they are. Their future selves and their past selves are in the same spot. So what I thought happened was that he went back, returned all the stones, stayed with Peggy, and then past Cap America thought out, did everything while he still stayed. So there was two Caps throughout time. And then who we saw was the older virgin. I don't know if they eventually merged when they got to a same spot or whatever, but I always thought that there was just two Caps in the world for the whole entire time. So first off, it's funny that we can't watch Back to the Future 3 and you understand the two docs. <laughs> but yes, I agree with you. I think Cap lived secretly as the old man while young Cap went on and did everything that we saw. Exactly, exactly. So this is what I said to my friend. He was like, oh, I didn't really understand. It was kind of confusing. I don't know if that debunks his whole opinion about it, but he did have sort of a point. Do Would we find it selfish of Cap to just go back and forget all the work that he's done if he had to choose which life to start with, you know, like changing history and whatnot, would it be okay for him to have that life and not do the whole superhero thing? I mean, the great thing about superheroes is the moral uh, questions that you have to wrestle with, mm-hmm. this being one of them. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I mean, I it seems like he's in a situation where he gets to have his cake and eat it too, you know? Yeah. It's not like Cap just walked out on the final battle. He wasn't like, F you guys, you fight Thanos. Like, he stayed and fought this huge battle, and he even made sure to pass on the shield to someone who he trusts. So I don't see him as giving up or doing something uncapped. Like, he needs to live the rest of his life at some point. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't necessarily disagree with person who said that if there was a way to confirm that those that's events exactly don't what take happened place you know exactly. it's not like days of future past that basically erases past x-men films mm-hmm. the movie kind of states during that scene uh with hulk and ancient, ancient one, one kind of showing the time stream and how it's it's basically back to the future part two yeah except when doc's like you can't travel to the future from this 1985 because it's going to be the corrupt version. Mm-hmm. This is the opposite <laughs> version of that. Yeah. So yeah. it seems like, because Loki disappears in 2012 in that version, you know, but that doesn't mean that the other events don't play out. 
Yeah, I think somebody at the theater, she was a little confused by that. They were like, what happened to Loki? Is he still out there? And he goes, no, when Cap goes back to return all the stones, that means Loki never got a hold of the Tesseract right. to escape. Right. So everything is fine. So I um, mean, the time thing is confusing. <laughs> it, it is <laughs> but, a little bit, yeah. but I, I just found it interesting that he had said that because he really believed in this man's motto and, you know, had, you know, some very harsh things to say mm-hmm. <laughs> about it. But I, I did like the fact that he got laid. I mean, my God, he saved the world three freaking times, more than that, and now he can finally go and get laid for once. Like, he's never had sex before. What do you want the man to do? Die? Oh, like That's really what the MCU's been building up to. Yeah. <laughs> America's exactly. ass. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so next, Rob, I'm going to pick sexiest character. Sexiest character. Okay. Top three, sexiest character. Number three, uh, I've already mentioned this earlier. Uh, I'm going with uh, Captain Marvel. I just thought she was badass sexy in this movie, and I just loved, again, her confidence and the way she was kicking ass and, and just all that good stuff. So, yeah, I find her to be one of the sexiest characters in the See, movie. I like that we're equal opportunity sexiest because she's my number two. Oh, nice. <laughs> oh, nice. All right, Nick, who should be number two on, on the sexy list? I mean, are we talking about, like, Physical attraction or... Whatever you find sexy. Character is sexy. Whatever you find sexy. All right, I'm going to do a cheat answer then. Okay. All right. Uh, Maria Hill during the funeral scene. <laughs> you would. Hey, <laughs> I talk about my husbands all the time. I'll, I'll, I'll give that to you. The very end. Her all in black. <laughs> Just standing there. Yeah, okay. Still looks good. Oh, yeah. Let's bring up what Captain Marvel was wearing. She was just standing like so firm and like just bam. Like I got on this whole black oh, pantsuit. Gosh, she's hot. Let's talk about what the Guardians were wearing. Their regular outfits. <laughs> they didn't even try. I think there were shaded black okay, sort okay. of versions of their clothes, but no, I see what you're saying. Look, they've been through a lot, and nobody had Drax's size, okay? Okay. <laughs> All right, Sean. Number one. I mean, my God. If you don't, go ahead. All right. Let's talk about this person because of that tail on them. Let's talk about some tail here. America's tail. Rocket Raccoon was so... What? Whatever. I'm going to say Captain America, Rob. Don't worry. I'm not. No, that's actually not my number one. Really? No, it's not. Normally, I'm not like super into Chris Evans, but he looked good in this movie. And just for that ass, I had to put him as sexiest. (laughs) All right. um, Why don't we do a character with the best fight scenes? Moves, maybe one-on-one, however you want to depict who had the best fight stuff going on. All right, I'm going to choose one that I don't expect either of you to choose. I'm going to say Scarlet Witch. Witch. Yeah, I knew you were going to pick her. She was a badass in this. Yeah, she was. She was. And Thanos got scared. (laughs) Oh, no. He ordered, like, kill them all because I'm not dying under this woman's... (laughs) Yeah, no, I totally get that. I'm going to say the triple threat against Thanos, Iron Man, Captain America, and Thor when they all went after him. It just seemed so surreal to see the three of them together again, even though the first time we saw them, they were fighting each other. But I just liked that they had banded together and tried to take him out. And I just thought some of the cameo, mo- not cameo, um, combo moves that they were doing with each other, I thought was pretty brilliant. So yeah, that, that's my pick. All right, my pick for number one is Cap wielding Mjolnir. Yes, Yay! that's Lord why I didn't Thanos. pick it. I mean, that's like... You know, I mean, I came up with that idea when I was like seven, when my friend's like, you're not playing right. Like Captain America wouldn't use Thor's thing. I'm like, you don't know. 
<laughs> so what's funny though is I walked into work Friday morning and my coworker automatically was like, I liked it, but I didn't like that Cap was wielding the hammer. She didn't say Mjolnir, she said the hammer. And right off the bat I was like, but it happened in the comics. And then my co my other coworker came and reads the comics and I'm like, Did you like that he held the hammer? And he's like, Yeah, it happened in the comics. So I love that both of us are on the same page. But like, even if it didn't, it, the movie still makes it pay off from that scene from Age of Ultron. Boom. Which is just <laughs> like one of the best, funniest scenes in that film. And of course, Cap is worthy because you've seen the other movies. <laughs> so I've heard two interesting theories on that. The hammer scene, because he couldn't pick it up all the way in Ultron. Yeah. So some people think that he did it to um, spare Thor the embarrassment that he could do it. But somebody actually had a theory that this goes with kind of like you have to be worthy, but you have to feel worthy to wield Mjolnir. So somebody called out him knowing that Bucky killed Tony's parents made him not feel worthy to pick up the hammer. Oh, okay. Because he probably found out between Winter Soldier and Civil War. Okay, so once he forgave himself, mm -hmm. then he was able to pick it up. Mm -hmm. Okay. Fair enough. There's no other real evidence. I just thought it was smart. <laughs> okay. Best cheerful moments. So this is the applaud factor. The one that got everybody going crazy. The one that got you guys going insane from seeing it. Uh, different from surprising, but yes, this was the cheerful applaud moment that you found in the movie. Um, I'm going to go last, so Nick, you first. All right. So... I mean, a lot of them, which would have been higher on my list anyway, are things that we already kind of exactly. About, yeah, so mine was already said. Yeah. <laughs> um, honestly, well, one of the things that I thought was such a great payoff was actually the recreation of the Winter Soldier elevator scene. Yes. Oh my Hail God! Hydra. Hail Hydra. Yes, 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 yes. Using yes. his pre-existing knowledge to screw with everybody. So that was my best quote, actually. Oh, so okay. thank God you brought this up. I love that scene yeah. so much, and like. In our theater, people were slowly just realizing what was happening. And then I was like, are we going to get this epic fight scene again? And then he just used it and then just walked out. I love that. I love that. Good answer. Okay, so I'm going to go with the reveal of all the returned heroes with the portals opening one by one. And we just kept getting more and more. Thank you, Sean. You're welcome. Thank you. I love you. I appreciate you so much. <laughs> no, that was a very good moment just hearing sam in his ear this is what i really enjoyed so like you saw everyone on thanos's side there's this big giant pan shot the sun was only shining on cap's side and then you just saw all the enemies and it was just him just standing there by himself just like i'm not moving i love that but then you hear sam and then they all start walking oh god that was beautiful with Did another great callback to winter soldier mm -hmm. on your left yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes, 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 on your left. Yes. So good. But yes, the biggest cheerful moment, I think, for me, and I don't know if you guys will agree with this, I think Sean knows what I was going to pick. Ish. No? Okay, I thought you said your number two based on what I really wanted to say, but it's okay. Works out for me anyway. But... My biggest cheerful moment, at least for me, is when all the women gathered up oh, yes. and tried to take the gauntlet to the time. I mean, just, you know, like, how are you going to get this over here? And, you know, Koye is like, she's got help. And every single woman character showed up and represented. And just that shot of all of them in that 
Oh, that got me so like I want to see that movie. Where's that movie at? I want that movie to be made. And our theater cheered. Oh my oh, god! Yeah, our, yeah, yes, same. it was such a beautiful shot, and just the way that they all just like we didn't need men at this moment. We're good. Just, We're as good. As a longtime Avengers fan, it was so nice to see Wasp with Avengers. Yes, yeah, exactly, you know I mean? exactly. Yes, love that, love that. So that to me, number one for surprise or for cheerful moment. All right, so it's actually cool that we save this for last because this might actually be up for debate. So what I put here is MVP, and this is the most valuable player, but I also added a little bit on that. Who is so important this could not have been accomplished without them? They could not have succeeded. We'll have our guests go last. Sean, Mm. top three, number three, who is definite needed in order for this plan to work? Okay, I don't want to steal anybody's thunder, so I'll start with my number three. I'm going to say it couldn't have happened without Hulk. Okay, why do we say this? Because he was strong enough to to do the initial snap to bring everybody back. Okay. And I don't know if this is just in my mind, but I kind of feel like the bigger the action, the more it takes a toll on your body. So I think that would have been too strong for other people to have survived that snap. So okay, so we wouldn't have gotten anyone back unless it was him, right? Okay, very good. He even says he's like, it's like I, I this is what I was made for. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, he's like, it's like gamma radiation coming mm-hmm. off. And- All right, um, my I'll say number two. Um, I'm going to say Natasha Black Widow. What? I mean, I respect your opinion. We we wouldn't have the Soul Stone unless she sacrificed her life, and we wouldn't be able to snap to begin with. <laughs> so if it wasn't for her sacrifice, we wouldn't have what was going on. Now, is she the number one person? No, but out of the choices and who you just picked, I'm going with Natasha. So MVP, no doubt, no one will argue with this ever. The rat that walks across the time machine. To- <laughs> <laughs> but Ant-Man. Yes. I mean, he comes up with a plan, and I'm not saying like in an, if Ant-Man wasn't in these movies, another character couldn't have thought about this, but, you know, you take the movie Ant-Man and Ant-Man and the Wasp out of the equation, I mean, that leads up to like 30% of what this movie is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Heroes had given up without him. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, clearly there are many, many other people that was very important to this mission, of course, but this was the whole point of the joint ranking. I just wanted to highlight the ones that we brought up. We can't talk about the rest, but um, as we come to a close, is there anything else from the movie that you had questions about, dislikes? Was there anything that we wanted that we didn't get? Was there anyone missing that didn't show up in the movie? Have at it. Nick, we'll start with you. Um, Can I point out one more cameo? (laughs) Sure. Because I can't believe this wasn't my number one most <laughs> shocking. I completely forgot about this. Mm-hmm. Jarvis. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Agent Jarvis. Carter, which this is the only time that any of the movies have acknowledged a television character or event or anything. Yeah. Because the shows acknowledge movies just fine. Well, the ABC ones. Yeah. Netflix is like, eh, throw yeah. this paper in the background. <laughs> which is fine. I mean, the tone is so radically different. But, I mean, having Jarvis in there was like, oh, okay, thank you. <laughs> That was really nice. I did like that. Yeah. Anything else that you thought should no, have been I in? I wasn't really paying attention. 
Okay, all right. I do have one moral question that came up when I watched it. Okay. I don't know if I feel okay with the fact that Iron Man's way to stop everything is to snap and do the same thing to the villains that the villains did to the heroes. Okay. Is that okay that he did that? What do you mean, okay? His, he basically committed genocide and like killed all the Chitari. <laughs> okay, I see what you're saying. I a if it's to stop. I mean, if Thanos fall, falls, wouldn't somebody else just take his reign and just not necessarily do the same thing? But wouldn't we still be in the same issue and problem? I mean, no, I'm I'm just saying. But I see what you're saying. He could have snapped and done pretty much anything. But he could have just taken out Thanos. Yeah. Yeah, he definitely could have. So, but it's it's funny. I wonder what he was thinking to where only them left. Yeah. You know, like did he think any bad person? Because I'm like, what if Bad Nebula left? You mm -hmm. know, and we you know didn't get her, but you know she was shot. But you know, like, is it any bad person in the world? You know, let, let's take out you know, <laughs> leave enough people for Avengers Five. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so there's two things that I kind of want to bring up. Um, I wanted to get your thoughts and opinions about um, Thor's character. So we, I've seen many, many articles on this. Um, three just off the top of my head of the Mary Sue uh, is a, is a, um, um, a website and, and news sort of thing that I read this on the polygon.com also said this and daily dot.com. They talked about how the Russo brothers really screwed up by fat shaming with Thor gaining weight and using him as the butt of the joke throughout the movie. Also touching on the fact that clearly Thor has a little bit of a case of PTSD as well as depression, which could lead to weight gain and pretty much nobody was there to support him, but yet just make fun of him that he gained weight. From his very Adonis body. What do you guys think about that allegation? Oh, am I going first? Thank no, you. No, this is No, I mean, well, I mean, you know, Thor's always on a quest for vengeance, right? In all of these movies. That's like always his goal. So what happens when he's failed and he can't go any further? You know, you kind of walk into a corner and what do you do? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like they... Like they stick with it. It's not like he becomes Thor at the end, like in his cool suit and everything. Well, and he yeah, gets I mean, abs he, again. You know, he, he stays that way. Yeah, he he gains the confidence to still be in the same body that he is and accept it and move on. It's just the fact that us as an audience was laughing at the fact that he had this beer belly and just walking around all like depressed and lazy. And I mean, it's just I see it as I mean, I I can't tell somebody that they shouldn't be mad at it. Of if course, they are yeah, mad yeah, at it, but. I mean, it's just basic, like, opposite comedy. You know what I mean? You're so used to seeing Chris Hemsworth ripped. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. it's just sort of an automatically jarring thing. It's, yeah. You know, and if people are mad, I mean, that's... I, I think it's fair Okay. feel that way. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to go with the similar answers that... I don't necessarily think we were always laughing at him being fat. We were laughing at him being so different. You know what I mean? Like, he's playing video games and sitting around his house rather than... <laughs> I, I honestly said this and I was like, I'm not trying to win points or anything like that. But honestly, I mean, over the year, the the first shock of seeing him that way, which is something I didn't expect. I didn't laugh at him over the fact that he was just this beer bellied, like, you know, bigger guy. It, like it was it was his mannerisms, it was his attitude. It was the way that he was constantly trying to, like, 
stop crying and all this mm-hmm. stuff. But then um, the articles then would say like, well, his mother was like, eat a salad. And, you know, War Machine says, oh, you have cheese whiz coursing through your veins. It was just they didn't like the writing aspect oh, okay. from a, you know, behind a scenes point of view to be making fun of him because he got bigger. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's kind of, you know, I, I'm not going to say they should remove it or how dare they. I think they do have a point, but I didn't read it that way. And I'm also a self-aware that that's not something to laugh at. But I, I guess people just had a problem with the way that they presented this idea of him being depressed and going to that is not something to be laughed at, you know, so. Well, it wouldn't be normal if people didn't have problems like that. Yeah. It's true. Yeah, yeah, Remember well, everybody least... who hated all the fat people in Wally? Yeah. You know, that's like what hap- would happen to your body, like if you were <laughs> in that situation. I just want to know where all these articles are about, you know, when all these movies look at skinny people and they're like, eat a cheeseburger, or, you know, make mm-hmm. sure to get, you know, like, where are those articles? You know, yeah, I know skinny gets sort of the grass is greener sort of thing to it, but nobody wants to be told they need to eat more than they should. Like, where are those articles at? You well, know, at it's not just one sided. That character who's okay with themselves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, exactly. lead. you know, Kevin Feige, honest to God, this, in all seriousness, Kevin Feige did say that they would have like a body positive character in the near future. And I'm not saying that this is necessarily it because, you know, as they pointed out, there are jokes, but the character seems perfectly fine saying this way so far. And I mean, like I said, it's not like, I kind of thought there was going to be a joke where they were like, Oh, it's like, Oh, I got to get back in shape. And he was just going to suck it in. And it was going to be like, (laughs) yeah. 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 Or like he was going to work out overnight and just look like Chris Hemsworth again. Mm -hmm. And they didn't do that. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. it's a non-answer, I guess. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, one other thing, and then I wanted to get your opinions about, um, is the Hulk character. I don't know too much about Hulk, but I know that he is known for being sort of the angry side of Bruce Banner and to see the Hulk, this happy go lucky person, very Zen calm in his natural green Hulky state. Was that a disservice to who Hulk is? Is there anywhere in the comics where he actually does get to this point? Okay, so explain a little bit of that to me then. There's a Professor Hulk character that's very similar to that. And in general, like, you know, I found a way to go back to Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes, best animated (laughs) version of Avengers there is. In the first Hulk appearance, he kind of subconsciously makes a deal, and they've done this in the comics too, outside of just Professor Hulk, kind of makes a deal like in his brain with the Hulk entity, like the two sides of his brain being like, look, we can work together, like... But you have to, we have to do things, for, we have to do good things, you know? So Hulk kind of says full sentences, but he's still Hulk, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Okay. But there's enough Bruce in there to make smart decisions when need be. Okay. Right. And I, I really like the way over time we see the Hulk in the Avengers as this mindless beast. We see him in Thor Ragnarok as a slightly smarter Hulk. Mm-hmm. And then, like Nick said, it happens in the comics too. They kind of meld and we get the smart Hulk. So I think it made sense with the timeline. Okay. But um, I did get a message from my friend Victoria the other day. She said, I also didn't like the Hulk as one person the whole time, but her husband explained it to her. And she said, and let's not even start with Fat Thor. <laughs> <laughs> see, see, there we go. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I liked it. I thought it was very entertaining. Um, 
Uh, I, I don't know if it was bad that Mark Ruffalo himself wasn't in it as much, but I, I, I like this new Hulk. I thought he was funny. I thought he was cool. obviously you want to fuck him, so. <laughs> <laughs> so Mark I, Ruffalo must be in those scenes, though, with the cast members, right? In, yeah. In his mocap suit? Because when it's Hulk, it's... He's typically on a soundstage. I want to say so. Yeah. 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 I mean, and he did, you know, get his, you know, scene with the Supreme as himself, too. So that was a good chunk of, you know, FaceTime and whatnot. Uh, Did you guys also read an article in Hong Kong? Somebody walks out of the theater and did exactly what you said. (laughs) He starts yelling out all the yeah. plot points and twists to everyone outside waiting in line. And he got his ass beat down by fans. There was at least two or three people who took their fists to his face because he was yelling out answers Why and ending who the, the article said nothing to his motive. Just the fact that he's a dick. That's, that's it. That's all that I can think of. There was I, a sports star. I think it was NHL or NFL. I don't remember. His yeah, name, yeah. But he posted on Twitter and everybody got pissed at him. Do you remember what it was? I never actually saw the Twitter. I post. think it's gone because I tried to look for it. I really <laughs> wanted to know what he said. Gwyneth Paltrow spoiled the ending of the movie at the purple carpet premiere. I heard this, so explain this. Well, what I happened? didn't see it as it happened, so it didn't yeah. hit me. But I went back and I was like, what did she say? Like after I saw the movie, she's like, oh, it was just so surreal to have every single cast member who's ever been in these movies in one place in a scene together at the end. Oh. And you can see John Favreau like behind her, like. After all these years, have you learned nothing? <laughs> I was like, she's the one we need to worry about, not not Tom right. Holland. Oh man, that she sucks. even kind of realizes it. She's like, oh, should I have not have said that? And John, Farrell's but at the like, end, eh, at the end of the day, did we really not expect to see everyone in here? I mean, there were a few cameos, of course, that I was surprised about, but did we expect everyone to show up? Honestly, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I mean. I, I, but still, you're there. You're at the premiere. Like, I know. You got an hour to go. Just keep yeah. your mouth shut. You know? <laughs> no, no, no. I get it. But um, yeah, I just, I just thought that was. Would you guys get that angry to like physically harm somebody who did that? I mean, how do you punish somebody for doing something so stupid? I mean, I'm not a violent person, but I would be. If you're, I mean, I honestly, I would. I half expect it. You know what I mean? So I kind of go in like this yeah Yeah. it's not honest to god so he sent me a text about the simpsons uh scene where homer walks out of the theater and tells everyone waiting in line that luke was his father (laughs) or luke i'm your father back to homer and marge is like one of their first dates and he's like i can't believe vader was luke's dad and there's like 20 people in line like oh come on i remember that scene yeah (laughs) and so nick was like i'm gonna i'm gonna try my best not to be this person (laughs) and yeah when we came out of the theater we were like all talking about it i was like let's just wait till the park yeah yeah even as yeah. the parking lot, I saw people coming in from the parking lot going like this, walking past wow. the cars block. Yeah, one of my coworkers, she was sitting there and she wasn't saying plot points to her coworkers, but she's like, it doesn't go how you expect it. You're not going to be happy. I'm like, shut the hell up. Like, don't say anything. She's but, like, what? Everybody expects Cap to, li- or to die. I'm like, yeah, that's why you should shut up. <laughs> God. Yeah, I, I, I put a twitter post up i think it was friday morning because i was getting some posts ready to kind of talk about how we're going to review this today and um on that day i looked up avengers endgame and right there clear as day there was a gif created of tony saying i am iron man and snapping so you could have easily just casually looked up a gif and seen the ending to the movie and so i wrote everybody i was like anybody trying to use gifs for endgame gif cautionly because the ending is in the thing and i got like 
a lot of retweets for that. And it just sucks that there are people out there that do this kind of stuff. I learned my lesson when the Dark Knight Rises came out because I was going down like a CNN article about like, I don't know, some horrible crime that happened. And somebody posted the ending of the Batman wow. movie. Oh, no. Under, it, like, it wasn't the whole thing, but it was just like, that. a spoiler alert for Dark Knight Rise. It was mm-hmm. just like, Batman escorts the bomb to the city limits and supposedly dies. And I was like, mm. and I was like an hour away from seeing it. <laughs> that sucks. Well, and I got four notifications today. One of them saying an ode to Black Widow. I'm like, I'm glad I already saw the movie. <laughs> Three of them were Tony Stark and owed to the real first Avenger. So these were push notifications. Jeez. <laughs> and it's right there in the title. My God. My God. Uh, hopefully we devise some kind of system to block out all of this shit yeah. in the I future. Mean, you just can't go on. Once like someone's seen the movie, like once press has seen it or invited like fans or anything, I mean, you just can't. Once it's out, you just got to get off the internet. You know yeah. I mean? Yeah. All right, Sean, so you had some comic book movie sort of comparisons. What's going on here? Yeah, and help me out, Nate, if you have anything to add or if you noticed anything else. You called me Nate, but it's okay. I, I did call you Nate. <laughs> I told you last time this would happen. <laughs> so a couple things I noticed. I'll start with some of the smaller ones and work up. But like in the comics, Steve really does turn into an old man. He loses the super soldier serum, and it basically ages him like in a second. So that's okay. kind of how I see it in the movie. Like I wonder. So he didn't take the serum, is what you're saying? No, he took no, it. No, he did. Okay. But then he lost it at one point. It got stolen away from him. Okay. And it turned out that's what was keeping him young. Okay. So he turned into an old man. Gotcha. So that's kind of why I think he lived so long in the movie. He probably at one point was like, "Take it away from me now." Okay. Let me age in peace. I thought that he actually just went back to being smaller. I didn't expect him to be old. It didn't oh. cross my mind that he was going to age because I thought he was just going to go in there and come back. And so I, I looked at him, and he looked small. I was like, oh, my God, he got small. But then, he, you know. Mm. Um, this one's a real quick one. But in the comics, uh, I feel like the movie was paying homage to this when he says, Hail Hydra. There really was a Hydra Steve. Somebody just, used the Cosmic Cube to change his past. Just, I, just like yeah. a year ago or two. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember seeing like photos and stuff about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, also, in a lot of the movies take from the Ultimate Universe, which is like a hipper, like younger, newer universe. So in that, Thor is actually very similar to the, how he is in this movie. Okay. Um, the Avengers are looking for members, and they hear about this guy who thinks he's a god, and he lives in this little community with people just like in this. I feel like that was a callback. That's awesome. It's kind of like how Aquaman is in the <laughs> Yeah, that's Justice, a good like, point. Just kind of hanging out in these little <laughs> villages and doing chores for people. You know? Yeah. Um, this one was funny. As Guardians of the Galaxy is a real thing. Also, just started like last summer. Yeah, it, I think it's only been seven months. Yeah. It's a completely different team, though. It's um Angela, who's Thor's long-lost sister in the comics. Okay. With Throg, who is a frog with Thor's powers. Okay. Thunderstrike, who was another man who got Thor's power. Destroyer, which is the big metal guy from Thor 1. Valkyrie and Scourge. Oh. And they okay. fly through the galaxy, <laughs> saving people. That's funny. Um, last one. This was a quick one I noticed, but Tony briefly mentioned in the movie, this is why we should have built a shield around the Earth to protect from cosmic threats, which was the whole story behind the Civil War II comic books. Yes. Him and Carol get in a fight over this. Oh, because she doesn't want the shield? She wants it. He doesn't. And oh, it okay. causes the whole fight between them. Okay. 
I see. Interesting. And let's bring up uh, the children, our next generation. We've got Scott Lang's daughter, and then we also have Little Miss um, 3000. What's her name? I don't remember what they named her. In the comics, uh, uh, Morgan. she's... Morgan. Morgan, yeah. Her character in the comics is Kate Bishop, and she's not related to Clint at all, but she's inspired by him. And when he becomes Ronin, which he did in the movie, she takes on the mantle of Hawkeye. Okay. But he eventually goes back to Hawkeye, so there's two Hawkeyes. Okay. So, right. But yeah, she and Cassie are part of the Young Avengers. Okay. Cassie has size powers. She's called Stature. Okay. So I'm really excited about rumors about Young Avengers and the fact that we already have two out of like six of them. Mm-hmm. So is Morgan a... Sorry, I, I, okay. I misunderstood the conversation. Morgan is Tony's daughter. Tony's daughter, yes. Oh, exactly. uh, Lila, I think Lila. Is, Lila, is Lila is Clint's daughter in the movie. Yeah, okay. Because Kate Bishop's not related to him. It's just sort of a protege yeah. yeah but there's that rumored hawkeye disney plus series yes i was just talking to sean about that earlier this week he is rumored <clears throat> excuse me he's rumored or maybe he is getting his own series correct well i mean they ask him for it about it and he's like what yeah <laughs> you know? yeah <laughs> what do you want to see in the series uh there's a great comic from a couple of years ago that's by matt fraction hawkeye it's just called and it's but it's very different because like the Hawkeye in the movie has a family. This one in the comics is just sort of like lone wolf. And he just kind of lives in like lesser neighborhoods in New York City and has a dog, pizza dog. Yeah. And does like low level crime things like Russian mob and stuff. But then eventually uh, he also has Kate Bishop and he's training her and things okay. like that to be okay. a young Avenger. Don't so, the mobsters say bro all the time? Yeah. <laughs> So is Morgan a fictional character, or does Iron Man really have a kid? Morgan is a... I'm trying to remember like which alternate universe there is. There is a Morgan Stark. Okay. But I do not believe... Yeah, I mean, someone's going to like go on Wikipedia this and just be like, there's no we talking about Why are you on the show? <laughs> um, I'm going to be that person. <laughs> um. That's what my mom is doing right now. She's like, idiot. I'm not just <laughs> <laughs> but she doesn't become anything. We don't suspect her to do anything. I'm assuming Pepper is going to keep her away from all that stuff. And Okay. All right. Fair enough. Uh, I thought they were so adorable together, by the way. I, I really like... I don't know if they're actually related or anything, but I thought their chemistry was cool. I love that line, um, go to bed or I'm going to sell your toys. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Um, let's see. It's just like they talk about Namor. I mean, well, they don't talk about him, but that's a little wink. I never would have, you know, but I think you, somebody showed me a picture of him and I was like, I see it and I want it and I need it. Yeah. Yeah. Kevin Feige, I think last year said that the, the cinematic rights to Namor are kind of messy right now. Yeah. I think they partly belong to Universal. Yeah. That's what I've heard. Which is why they also don't make a standalone Hulk movie because Universal owns distribution rights, but Disney owns production rights and they just don't want to share. Oh, Marvel, you made such a mess out of it. <laughs> okay, like, so... Look, we got 93% of our characters back. What more do you want? <laughs> so one other thing that a friend of mine brought up to me, um, we see at the end Peter is reunited with his best buddy at school, and he asked me, why is his friend still the same age that he is if this was five years later? And then why, you know, like, you know, so 
I assumed that everyone in that school scene were erased and they are going back to finish their school mm-hmm. while everyone else who survived the snap grew up and graduated or did whatever they needed to do. But everyone in that school were, were snapped in, in my, do I you mean, have any the other only theories? Person I think of notoriety in that scene is Ned. I think the well, Ned, yeah. textures, but with Spider-Man far from home around the corner. Exactly. I mean, Can we assume that Flash, they all got, MJ, yeah, did they all true. get snapped and then brought back and now they're finishing school? Just this new version of like, hey, okay, you guys are all back. Now you can finish high school. But like, how do you explain that? Yeah, I didn't think about Far From Home. I, I, yeah, I mean, like, I guess like Spider-Man <laughs> Far From Home is just like, by the way, this movie's in 2023 and these five kids all disappeared. Go. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they'll explain it. Who knows? How can I mean, like, <laughs> if this Black Widow movie is a sequel and not a prequel, like, you know, does she come back out of it in 2023? And she's like, yeah, now I'm just going to be a spy. Or do they deal with like cosmic otherworldly things? You know, there's a lot of questions that seem to be. And I don't know if this movie necessarily was the place to answer all of those because, you know, it, it wraps itself up very nicely. And I don't know if there's a whole scene necessary yeah. for like Aunt May to be like, oh, five years. Wow. We got to get you an education. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so any final thoughts about the f- three phases we just saw? Anything that you guys want to just say about, you know, the closing of this story arc? Good job. Good job. I hope Kevin Feige has some confidence from me saying that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Anything to add? Yeah, amazing job. Job well done. Thank you for being gay, Joe Russo. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I thought that I was going to get an entire three hour clip show. And as I thought about it more, especially watching it a second time, I do really enjoy that everyone went back to sort of deal with a former version of themselves and actually acknowledge the change in the elevation of who they, you know, who they are now and who they used to be and sort of dealing with whatever it is that's keeping them from their full potential. I mean, it, it just wasn't a coincidence that they all ended up running into either a same version of themselves or something that needed them to help them elevate, especially with Thor and his mother. I thought that was really needed for him to embrace exactly what it is he's supposed to be, who he is he's supposed to be. And Tony with his dad and then Cap just, you know, like, here's this uptight. Oh, I know, I know. I'm so I can do this all day. Yada, yada. So I I, I think adding that made sense to have just them going back and reliving sort of these old events instead of just coming up with new shit. But again, I still love the idea of, you know, them kind of going back. I thought that was kind of fun. So I'll just say that, you know, they worked on a lot of different angles in this movie. And I, I, this movie could have really just been no one's wish, like something that's just so good in your head. How can they really put that on screen? And I think they succeeded. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm very happy with what they came out with. So, all right, that's going to be the end of our celebration of Avengers Endgame. Sean, it's time for some music. What do you have for us? Well, Rob, I decided to go old school with a little known artist named Cher, and the song I'm choosing is "If I Could Turn Back Time." <laughs> <laughs> I, <forget. laughs> I love it i love it okay do why i need do... to explain why <laughs> i want to hear some lyrics 
All right. Wait, I have to say the lyrics? No, you always were like, ooh, it's because of the lyrics. And this is, she says it's this. It's because she says, if I could turn back time. Oh, that's And the it. movie's about turning back time. <laughs> I was really confused over here. Thank you for explaining that. <laughs> well, I mean, you're straight. It's Cher. I get it. <laughs> um, excuse me. They do that at the end of Deadpool. Too, so yeah do they really boom yeah. yes they do what do you see he's in the little time device mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> all right well here's a little bit of if i could back time by share Alright, well, I want to thank you, Nick, for joining us once again to review Avengers Endgame, another Marvel movie. I'm sure you'll want to come back for Spider-Man. Uh, I'm going to be out of town for several weeks, actually, so <gasps> you guys may be on your own. Oh, or have no. to bring in another person. Oh, no. My life is a lie. Our tradition will be broken. You know what? I'll Skype in. <laughs> there we go. That'll work. <laughs> but I want to thank you for joining us. I, I love your input on these movies, so and I always enjoy you on the show. So we'll make sure to do one before you leave. Put it that way. I'll make a point to do, because he watches other stuff. So we'll I mean, get Last it. time you were here, we talked about Ghostbusters yes, 2 we... 30th anniversary. And the next day, Columbia Pictures announced a Steelbook Blu-ray of parts one and two. And part two is getting its first ever widescreen Blu-ray release, because believe it or not, the last Blu-ray was not released in widescreen for some reason, <laughs> and never before seen special features in a newly recorded commentary. Look at that. There you go. Look at that. Wow. Yeah. I, I think we might just have to do this before he leaves. Okay. Well, um, remember that on year two, uh, Movie Game Proud decided to go bi-weekly. We are not going to be doing weekly episodes anymore. This was the last um, uh, episode where we've done a weekly um, comeback. And so the next episode that you're going to get from us will be on May 15th. And we also have a fifth Wednesday in the month of May. So May 29th will round out the month. So remember, if you're on our Patreon, you will get two bonus episodes no matter what. So every month, you'll get four movie reviews, and while the rest of uh, public gets two. So we were really successful with this last year, and we decided to devote an entire month to movies that Sean and I have never seen before. And we picked some of the most beloved, well-known movies that everyone in America has seen, except for us. And so we're bringing that back for May, and we are going to post four titles that either one of us or both of us has never seen, and we're going to let you guys vote what movies you want to see us review. Now, given the fact that we are now bi-weekly, you're only going to get two of these movies. So you have to make sure you vote if you want to hear the movie that you want us to review. If you happen to be on Patreon, doesn't matter. You're going to get all four reviews no matter what. So I will be posting this on Thursday. This will be the very next day after you um, this episode is posted. And you will hear 
or you will see the movies that we have chosen. We're not going to tell you now, but what I'll say is, is that we picked a fantasy movie, <laughs> fantasy adventure. We picked a action movie. Sure. Um, we also picked a heavy drama, and we picked a horror movie. Think what you will, but make sure to go to Twitter. We are at MGNP Podcast on Twitter. Look for that poll. Vote for the movie you want to hear. And um, hopefully we won't have our movie card taken like last year. Because <laughs> that was harsh. We got some very heavy comments on like, what the mm-hmm. fuck are you guys doing over there? Um, but we had a good success last year. And I'm excited to finally see these movies that we picked. So... People are so mean I put my head in the oven. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So um, thank you all for listening once again. We really appreciate it. And um, tune in for our next episode on May 15th. All right, Sean. Say goodbye to the folks. Goodbye to the folks. Goodbye to the folks.